Hello everyone, today I'm going to talk to you about Christmas. To begin with, I'm going to give you a history lesson about Christmas. A long time ago, most of Europe was predominantly pagan and other earth-based religions. To these people, the holidays were a time of social unrest. They were a lot more like Carnival than they were like your modern day holidays, which are very tame. So when the Christian churches most especially the Catholic Church, started moving into these areas, they tried very hard, according to their own religious philosophies, to teach these people who they saw as primitive to come into alignment with their new religious principles. And what was standing in their way was a lot of these holidays which people adored and celebrated. There was a lot of fornication, there was a lot of social unrest, a lot of fighting, um, and that was in direct conflict with the way that the Christian church wanted to run things. So what they decided to do is deposit their own invented holidays right over the top of these pagan holidays, which is why Easter was placed right over the top of the Spring Fertility Festival. For those of you that don't understand why there's bunny rabbits and eggs at Easter and what that has to do with Jesus, it's because they posited the whole resurrection of Jesus story right over the top of the fertility festival so that they could get people to stop celebrating their original festivals and to begin celebrating the new holiday according to what they wanted it to be celebrated like. Christmas is just such a holiday. It was designed to be placed right on top of not only Yule, but more specifically Saturnalia. Saturnalia was a holiday in which social order was turned upside down. Pope Julius I was the Pope which decided on December 25th as the actual date for Christmas, even though it was not the day that Jesus was actually born. By holding Christmas at the same time as traditional winter solstice festivals, the church leaders increased the chances that Christmas would be popularly embraced and that they could dictate how it was celebrated. By the Middle Ages, Christianity had, for the most part, replaced pagan religion. The middle of winter has long been a time of celebration around the world. Centuries before the arrival of Jesus, early Europeans celebrated light and birth in the darkest days of winter. Many people rejoiced during the winter solstice when the worst of the winter was behind them and they could look forward to longer days and extended hours of sunlight. This is especially ironic and significant, seeing as how this year, Yule falls on December 21st, 2012, which as we know has been a much anticipated date. So much as it is commonly celebrated, December 21st, as being the date at which light comes back to the world, that date of this year signifies the beginning of human consciousness entering the light. So the return of Christ consciousness. Christmas was not, in fact, embraced in America until the 19th century. 
In fact, from 1659 to 1681, the celebration of Christmas was outlawed in Boston, and lawbreakers were fined five shillings. As Americans began to embrace Christmas as a perfect family holiday, old customs were unearthed. People looked toward recent immigrants and Catholic and Episcopalian churches to see how the day should be celebrated. In the next 100 years, Americans built a Christmas tradition all their own, which included pieces of many other customs, including decorating trees, sending holiday cards, and gift-giving. During the early 1800s, family was also becoming a less disciplined atmosphere and society was becoming more sensitive to the emotional needs of children. Christmas provided families with a day when they could lavish attention and gifts on their children without appearing to spoil them. Americans reinvented Christmas completely and changed it from a raucous carnival holiday into a family-centered day of peace and nostalgia. Santa Claus, also known as Saint Nicholas, is a figure with legendary mythical, historical, and folkloric origins who, as you know, is said to bring gifts to the homes of good children during the late evening of Christmas Eve, December 24th. Saint Nicholas of Myra is the primary inspiration for the Christian figure of Sinterklaas. He was a 4th century Greek Christian bishop of Myra in Lycia, which is now, as you know, in Turkey. Nicholas was famous for his generous gifts to the poor. But the modern-day Santa Claus is a fusion primarily of many historical figures, including the Norse god Odin, the Nordic folklore character called Tomte, Father Christmas, who dates back to the 17th century in Britain, and the Dutch folklore character called Sinterklaas, which was in fact responsible for the majority of what makes up the modern figure of Santa, especially the tales concerning the historical figure of the Christian bishop and gift-giver Saint Nicholas. The tradition of Santa Claus entering dwellings through the chimney is shared by many European seasonal gift-givers. In pre-Christian Norse tradition, Odin would enter through chimneys and fire holes on the solstice. In the Italian Bifana tradition, the gift-giving witch is perpetually covered with soot from her trips down the chimneys of children's homes. In the tale of Saint Nicholas, the saint tossed coins through a window, and in a later version of the tale, down a chimney when he found that the window was locked. The hearth was held sacred in primitive belief as a source of beneficence, and popular belief had elves and fairies bringing gifts to the house through this portal. I love Christmas. Most especially because my love language, personally, is gifts. Christmas does not have to be about materialism. A gift is a visual symbol of love. It takes effort to think about the person who you're getting a gift for. It takes effort to secure that gift, and then you have to give that gift to the person. And then the person who is staring at that gift can have a memory, a visual symbol of the love you feel for them all year long. So we don't have to make gift-giving something which causes us to suffer when we think about it. We don't have to make it something which makes us feel obligated. We're choosing to do this by the way that we're focusing towards gifts. Gifts is an absolutely fabulous way to show love to one another. The best thing about Christmas, or any holiday, is that you can start your own traditions. A lot of us like to go about our lives following what the general public does. But this is not necessarily what we should be doing. What we should be doing, I understand we can't stand that word, all of us can't stand that word, but you understand what I mean. What would benefit us the most to do as people is if we would figure out what kinds of things we really enjoy doing. We can choose to do what the early Americans did 
and we can make Christmas be about whatever we want it to be about. We can make it a fusion of the traditions which we enjoy the most and drop those that we don't like. It's the obligation that most people feel during the Christmas season that makes Christmas no fun. But a sense of obligation is in fact a personal choice that we are making. Which of course we are convinced is not a choice. But if we're going to choose to participate in a holiday, we should recognize that it is in fact a choice, and thus, if we choose to participate, we should do so wholeheartedly. We don't need to reject an entire holiday based on what it represents to the mass public. We can change what it represents in our own hearts and allow people to celebrate it differently in the way that they want to. Holidays are an excuse to come into alignment with whatever the holiday represents. There's nothing wrong with using an excuse to cause yourself to come into alignment. Christmas has become our excuse to come into alignment with philanthropy, with demonstrations of love, with gift-giving, with connection within society among fellow men, and with Christ consciousness. So we can really milk it for all it's worth, and we can use the holiday, even those of us who might not have liked it in the past. We can use it to come into alignment with what this holiday is really meant to represent. For anyone who is alone on holidays like Christmas, I would like to remind you that Christmas is not a time to focus on how much family you do not have. It is a time to take it from the original saints that the holiday was formed in the footsteps of and remember, instead, your greater family, which is humanity itself. You are not alone. Even if it feels like you're alone, it is a perception. You cannot be separated from the rest of this universe, because the law of this universe is that of oneness. Christmas is a perfect excuse for you to go and try to form these connections with the rest of society, instead of waiting for the rest of society to come to your doorstep to form these kinds of connections. For example, random acts of kindness is a really great way to spend your Christmas day. I want to remind those of you who are in a situation where you are spending Christmas alone wishing that you had a family to spend it with, that there are a great many people who are spending their Christmases with families that they wish they were nowhere near. <laughs> now I'll get to the heart of the questions which I was really receiving this week which inspired me to make this video about Christmas. I received many emails this week from parents wanting to know what the hell they should tell their children about Santa Claus. So here's my personal opinion. There is nothing right or wrong about telling your children that Santa Claus is the one that delivers presents, because right or wrong does not exist within this universe. But in my personal opinion, it does not serve our relationships with our children very much to tell them that Santa Claus is doing something that we are in fact doing. We perpetuate disappointment in children who are more than capable of understanding things. Most of us think our children do not understand much more than the family dog. This is a major misunderstanding. Children are capable of understanding much more than we give them credit for. And no child is going to experience less joy if they know that their parents are the ones that are doing all of the stuff that they wake up to see on Christmas morning than they would experience if it was Santa Claus doing those things. I personally think it's better to tell them the truth. So here I am about to tell you the truth. Many of you remember the video which I did a while ago on demons and angels. <laughs> the human consciousness cannot focus on an idea for very long 
without making it become some kind of reality. There has been enough focus over the centuries on this figure called Santa Claus that it is now a thought form which can interact with the physical dimension. So Santa Claus is a thought form which can interact with you. It is a thought form which can influence our actions. So Santa Claus is real. It's as real as angels or demons are real. It's as real as your belief makes it real. And so, rather than saying Santa Claus is a real, physical, third-dimensional being, we should say that the Christmas spirit is very, very real. It's very, very real all across this globe we're living on, not just in one country or another country. The Christmas spirit is something which is pervasive amongst the human species. That's a lot of energy that's feeding one singular idea, and it is our thoughts that create reality. Since many of you wanted to know, I will tell you what I tell my son, who is now three years old this Christmas. What I tell him is that Santa Claus is someone like Jesus who lived many, many years ago, and that we like to celebrate everything that he stood for. I also tell him that when we think about Santa Claus enough, his spirit inspires us to perpetuate everything that he stood for. Things like showing our love to other people. Things like showing our children how much we love them. I also tell him that people really enjoy doing things every single year, which helps them look forward to the next year and the next time they will be doing those things. Traditions are extremely fun if they're good traditions. So instead of being drugged along by Christmas this year out of a sense of obligation and being really frustrated about the fact that this holiday even exists and what it's turned into in popular society, take time to really think about the aspects that you might love about Christmas. Focus on anything that makes you feel positive emotion relative to Christmas. And perpetuate anything that Christmas represents that really matters to you. All those beautiful things which it really stands for. Have a Merry Christmas.